Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. Jordan, we are getting into human design and woo. This is a topic we've mentioned in a lot of episodes, so we're excited to dive a bit deeper today. Even though you aren't a human design expert, you're a bit of an enthusiast. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) So get us started with the basics. What is human design? So human design is, it combines astrology, I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakras, and it basically was originated by this man in um, 1987, actually. He had, he, he went and channeled all of these, like, these mediums together. Okay. And created this system for understanding your energy type. Okay. And so what that really means is each of us has an energy type. Mm-hmm. So there's five different ones. And that sort of deals with how you how you take in and deal with things in the world and and what that sort of looks like from person to person is different. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot to it. The, the truth is you need to go and you look, you have to know your birth time. So this is one of those, like you need to know your exact time of birth sort of deals right? because it can change from like one minute to the next. What though I uh, have a hack for that design you are. Well, uh, yes, but mine, for instance, if I do earlier in my day, it is different. Sure. So yeah. what's your hack? Well, so, because I have a friend who doesn't know her right. exact birth time. There's, you know, an occasional person who doesn't have access to their birth certificate and there's mm-hmm. a lot of hoops to get there. So what I did was she was pretty confident in her birthday. And so I just went through every two hours of her birthday, like starting at yeah zero all the way to 24 hours and looked at, like I screenshotted all those body maps. Yeah. Body graphs. Body graphs. Body graphs. And... There, it was the same. She was the same type and authority for the whole day. Okay. Some of the stuff in the body graph is going to change. And so I just like alerted her, but I was like, if, you know, if you don't want to dive too deep, this is as good as, you know, this is as good as you can get and that, for now. And that's good for her. Sometimes they're Some people vastly change. different. Mine yeah. is like vastly different. Like I'm a generator in one hour to a projector, which I am in the next. I think if that you didn't know though, I think you could kind of do like a Enneagram approach to it. Like no both. What, and which, then feel which type feels more. Towards. Yeah, you probably could. I mean, because like, I don't want to be like, you're screwed if you don't know your birth time but if right. you have access well, to it and you really are, want there it. are some astrologers who can figure out your birth yeah. time which i've heard of they they do it the same way though where they like they take things about you and learn and mm-hmm. then they are able to distinguish like what your birth time is which is truly fascinating i think it's expensive and there's only yeah. like a few people who do that um but, but really really cool yeah um but so a body graph you would look at it And I think this is why people feel a little bit intimidated by human design. But in actuality, I don't feel like, like, I don't feel like there is too, too much to human design. I feel like it's like once you get it, like you can, you can learn so much, but I'm at a point now where it's like somebody else can't tell me unless they know a specific nuanced thing about certain aspects of my chart, they can't really tell me something I don't already know about my chart. That's amazing. But I think it's it's really not that hard to get there. However, implementing the actual things into my life or what yeah. that might look like, like I think that's where having, there's people who are readers and knowing mm-hmm. a really skill, skilled reader is great because 
they might see, you know, you have all sorts of things in your chart. So if you look at it, it looks like a human form and there's some triangles and squares all over the body. And then it also has um, connecting uh, gates, lines. Gates so and channels, Gates right? and channels, yes. And so, and it'll have red and black and all sorts of things like that. But to get into the most like basic part of human design, we can get into the energy types, mm-hmm. which everyone can find out, you know, probably what they are, at least in that. And And let's talk about how you find out. Okay. So you would go to either, there's two sites um, that there's actually more now coming up, but I think the two that I think are the main ones are My Body Graph Mm -hmm. and Jovian Archive. And you can go on there, you type in all of your information. You want to be sure you're typing in the um, minutes in the correct place and the hour in the correct place because it can be a little confusing as well as the location of your birth. Um, And that will pop up your chart. And from there, I usually just like screenshot it on your phone, save it somewhere. Like it's good to have handy. Cause like, dude, I have a Dropbox folder. You do? Of yeah. I have a Dropbox folder called, it's called human design and Enneagram study. And then I have different folders and I have one that's just body graphs. And so, and you told me this, you said not to use like people's full names in their body graphs. I think it's good not to anytime you're looking up somebody's astrology or their full name, because you're putting a lot of personal information yeah. about a person onto the internet. I never thought about that. But you don't really know. So I usually do just like an initial initials okay, um, or something like that. Yeah. But I, cause I looked up a bunch of people and then it's like, <sighs> Like I looked up my kids, I looked up my best friend and like, for, especially if you get into oh, yeah. it and you're looking up people who aren't that into it and then they'll be like, what does that mean? And then all of a sudden you're put, I put myself in a position of being the authority and they're going to ask me questions. And so I like to have their body yeah. graph handy. And so oh, me too. for a while I was just screenshotting them in like my iPhone and then scrolling through the 10,000 photos I have on my, like, I can't, that's not a good way. So I have to have it in my Dropbox. Yeah. Is my OCD. Yeah. Or not, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so anyway, so this guy created it and he channeled it basically and then created this computer software. So he created the software? Yes. Okay. He created the software. And it's going to be interesting because in a few years, I believe it's 2027 and your animals have body types, all all sorts of things. But in um, in 2027, there's going to be a new type that comes up. Oh, so a new energy he type. That? He channeled that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a little confused about th- this woo situation. I mean, this is like mega woo. Yeah. And now there are people who are presenting human design as a very like business friendly, like yeah. it, it, they're de-wooifying it to make it uh, palatable, I yeah. think. And I'm like, but wait a second. Like, can we all just agree upon the fact that this is... So woo. Well, I mean, this man, he had like a real name, like Roger or something. And then like left, channeled all this and came back and was like, I'm Ra Uruhu. And like, you know, he basically has this. uh, He's not alive anymore. He's not alive anymore. But he was like, I think he was like an ad exec maybe in the 80s or something and like went on a retreat and then just like had a download for like a week and then came back with this and then created a software. Alan Krakauer. Okay, Alan. Yeah, see. A former ad exec. Okay, yeah. I am right. So you I, are. I'm not just making this so up. So it's like, this Sometimes is like I was Mad like, Men. Am I making this up? <laughs> He's on like a vision quest. Like he the, gets a download. Oh, this is very like last season of actual Mad Men. I just finished it. So I'm like, oh, yep. That's kind of, kind of very similar. It's um, unbelievable. Okay. So I just, I like, I just kind of feel like I need to get that out of my system. Like, can we just all agree that this is either insanely magical, but all, and also like, 
super woo. And now I'm using it every day in my everyday life. I know. It's just kind of like... Well, it's super practical to use, you know, whereas like astrology is great to get to know yourself, but it can feel a little bit more like flowery and esoteric. Mm -hmm. And this to me is very practical sound advice down to like you should... is a. so let's get into the okay, four energy yeah, yeah, types. Yeah. We have, or five energy types because we haven't really done that. Okay. So first you have generators. They make up the majority of people. These are people who they have a defined sacral center and they get a lot of energy from doing what lights them up. So they should be doing things every day that they enjoy. And that's actually what's going to be their best presence in the world, which makes total sense that this would be the majority of people. And then, you know, maybe the reason the majority of people aren't happy or you seem unhappy Mm. is because they're not doing what lights them up or they have guilt about what lights them up in the moment may be different from one day to the next. A lot of times they have a lot of different energies, but they They need like permission to like switch it up. Yes, but they have a lot of energy in general. And so Mm -hmm. these are like your worker bees of society. And so it's really fascinating because that's like what our society is founded on. We have all these like worker bees that are Mm -hmm. doing, you know, all of doing the, the things, doing the things like, yeah. and so generators are super cool. There's a lot of famous generators. There's like Tony Robbins, there's Beyonce, there's, um, I mean, tons of famous generators. Most of people are because generators. There's a lot. Okay. Uh, I think Oprah's a generator. So how do you know this stuff? I don't know. I like remember stuff. <laughs> so, and so <laughs> there's these like all sorts of generators in the world. And then your next type down, you have projectors. Mm -hmm. And so projectors make up, I think like 20 something percent of the population. And Kayleen and I are both projectors. Ironically, most podcasters are seem to be projectors and most human design readers seem to be projectors. No one invited us to do this podcast. That's right. (laughs) And so with projectors there, they have to sort of like wait to be invited to Mm -hmm. things. Oh, and also I'll say that with generators too, they need to initiate things. Um, or somebody else has to initiate things. Is that right? I can't remember. Let me look. Their strategy is to respond. So as they opposed respond. To initiate. So they wait for somebody else to initiate things. So when they respond to something that feels like it enlivens them, that's when they are their most, their best self. And their best self is, is it on there? Does it have it? It's like they're not self is uh, frustration, I believe. Oh. So if you meet a frustrated generator, which I'm sure is lots of generators, it's because they're not living within their type. Mm-hmm. So for a projector, which is like Kayleen and I, we are kind of like the uh, Jenna Zoe has a good way of framing it where they're and she's a human design reader who's pretty famous. And so her way of phrasing it is that uh, projectors are like the birds, like in society, historically, when like, there's like weather, like the birds are the first to know and they tell, they alert everybody else. So it's like, pay attention to the birds. So the projectors sort of are telling, are meant to tell the generators how to operate. So we have a clear vision for how people are supposed to do things. However, Mm -hmm. we don't, you know, the projector is like the has a permanent case of like being the accidental know-it-all, which like I think we both experienced. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like what we need to do is wait to be invited in to give our advice and to give our... So if you're listening, you've invited us in. And, you know, <laughs> onto, your, uh, onto your airwaves. Yes. And so we are um, doling out our wisdom. But it's interesting because like with projectors, there's this whole thing about maybe you're not supposed to solicit. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed yeah. to kind of go out and... Uh, bring people to you. Whereas like a generator, that's a perfect strategy for them Mm -hmm. um, to kind of go out and like do their thing. And then um, with projectors, it's sort of like do your own thing and then see how people, people will either come or they won't. And you can't really be offended either way. Right. And the other thing about projectors is our inconsistent energy. Inconsistent energy. So because we do not have that defined sacral center, like the generators, we have low energy. So the generators, as well as the manifesting, but not always low. 
not always low, but I think you feed off of either other people's energy. You don't have your own energy source. So it, it comes from outward. So you either ha- that's why you have to rest. Like projectors are meant to, they're like the four hour work week is meant for the projector. So you're not meant to like work. I wonder if flow. Timothy Ferris is a projector. Right? He might be <laughs> telling everybody else too. Um, and so, you know, you're meant to kind of like work, work smarter, not harder, things like that for mm-hmm. a projector. Um, next we have, I'll do the manifesting generators because that's really sort of a subtype of a generator. Yeah, because in one of the guides I looked up, they didn't even have MGs listed. Yeah, it's interesting because MGs, like even when I first started listening to this, it, was, it wasn't as if MG was its own type. And yeah. now that's the standard is what it's I five. see is five types. Okay, so interesting. I think that's interesting too. I don't really know why that's changed because an MG really... It, I like in looking at the chart and understanding what I'm looking at sort of, I do, I, I'm trying to understand exactly how they get the MG from it. Like oh. I, I, looking at it, it looks straight up like a generator to me. Okay. So I don't entirely know the difference of like that. That's something yeah. I could learn because um, I don't know that. Okay. And so an MG though typically has, they also are meant to similar to, they have the same frustration type as well as like needing to wait to respond. So that's the same for an MG. Differences between the MG, I think they can be a little bit more like, um, I think of it a lot in terms of parenting because I see a lot about like parenting MGs and how they can be a little bit like your wild child or a little bit more like difficult in that way. Mm. They're very like stand in their own and MGs are super artistic, Mm. super, a lot of like artists in the world have been MGs, but the MG, it stands for manifesting generator. Mm -hmm. So you have your generators, you have your manifesting generators and then you have uh, projectors. And then next we have the manifestors. Okay. And so manifestors is, um, I think maybe like nine, 9%. Okay. And it was around 10. So 9% are manifestors. And these are people who can make stuff happen. They are the initiators. So uh, really a lot of, it's really interesting because people who've typically risen to the top historically, like I think like Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. who like literally wrote one of the first books on manifestation or like Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are manifestors. And what they're able to do is like come up with an idea. And if they initiate it and act upon it, any idea they have, they're going to have success with it. Mm-hmm. A great example in modern day, which I think is so fascinating, if you're familiar with Marie Forleo and her B-School, it's really interesting because she's teaching mostly probably generators how to manifest. And she's had this amazing success with everything she's ever pursued. I mean, she was like an MTV dance host. She was a, you know, she like, you name it, she's done it. And it's kind of wild. You're like, how does somebody have so much success? But the truth is it's in her design. Like she's meant to initiate and what she initiates, she's going to have success with. Hmm. So it's interesting that she has this model that you're meant to follow. But at the same time, it also makes sense because generators are going to be able to follow what the manifester does Mm -hmm. and have more success. So Mm -hmm. generators are typically also like manifestors are our leaders and people who we really like look up to as, uh, as being able to like lead lead and rise to the top. Yes. And so we see what they do and it's like, I want that, you Mm -hmm. know? And so it's like, there's like manifestors also though have a, they don't have a defined sacral center. So they also have low energy similar to a projector. So Mm -hmm. they have to be just like cognizant of their energy in the same sort of way. And then last type is the most rare type. And that's like, what is it like 1%? Okay. 1% of the population is reflectors and reflectors are people who have very um, open centers. So if you're looking at, um, 
not just open centers, open channels and gates as well. So if you look at their chart, it looks empty. Because all the centers are white. Because all of the centers are white. And so centers are those triangles and squares that you see within a chart. And what that means, they're actually meant to, everybody has sort of these different authorities as well. So we'll yeah, get so into that Yeah, so there's type next. and strategy, yes. which you just reviewed. Okay, okay. Well, but wait, you didn't say what the... Um, oh, reflectors. reflectors. So reflectors type is um, they basically absorb the world around them and reflect it back. And so you can gauge how healthy... This is why businesses are using them a lot. You can gauge how healthy an environment is based on a reflector and how they're feeling and how what their sort of like energy is based off of. But they're actually meant to wait for an entire moon cycle. They have a lot to do with the, um, with the moon and sort of mm -hmm. like that's... I, I guess that's why I, th I think to get into maybe oh. authority a little bit now yeah. is like each of us has these different authorities and with reflectors, they are meant to like wait for a full moon cycle to sort of make any decisions. What's their, what's their self and not self? Does it say on there? No. But well, anyway, so reflector, uh, like examples of celebrity reflectors are um, the two that I've only ever really heard of are like Michael Jackson and Sandra Bullock, which are like quite different reflectors. Mm -hmm. But you can see like maybe Michael Jackson being like an unhealthy reflector, having sort of an unhealthy uh, like response to the world around him, which would make sense. I mean, he's it's, you know, we, from what we know about Michael Jackson, maybe he had like a, you know, sort of toxic childhood environment and things like that. So it's super interesting to think about. However, like don't feel doomed if you're a reflector or not good because you also have this ability to like channel the world around you. You just have to be very protective of who you surround yourself with. Yeah. So they're a non-energy type. So okay. they're powered by the people around them. Okay. And that makes on complete the energy. sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's very, that's exactly why it makes sense to why they would need to be, they would be a good gauge of the energy of your business or something to have a reflector. You can kind of say, well, how are you feeling? And then you would get a sense a for how other th people are doing they're a mirror. That's yeah. exactly right. A mirror. That's a perfect way of a reflector. Right. And so those are the energy types. And then next we'll kind of get into the authorities. So yeah. So the, the most common authority is the emotional authority, which is what you and I are both. No, no I'm I'm, that's right. We yep. talked about this. Um, yeah. So I'm emotional, which means that when a decision is emotionally charged, I need to sleep on so it. So that's so most people are emotional. It's a forty-seven percent, wow. and then sacral's okay. thirty-five. So I mean, that's a pretty close forty-seven, thirty-five is pretty yeah. close. Those are the two biggest ones. Um, but yeah, so most people who are forty-seven percent of people should, whenever something is emotionally charged, should be sleeping on it. Should yeah. be like, hold on, let me get back to you. Which I think is really interesting in the way that society has moved because we used to sleep on things a lot because we slept better because right. there weren't so many screens in our faces. And also like if you were corresponding by email back in the day, it was like a two day cycle, not a yeah. text not like a DM. And so just think about like how quickly we make decisions now, how quickly we're asked to process information. And it used to not be so fast. So right. I think that's like an interesting thing with where we are as a society and like so many people feeling stressed and burnt out and decision fatigue and all yeah. of that. It's like, I don't think emotional authority really applies to like everything. Like, should I wear a pink shirt today or a black shirt? Right. Like whatever. But if you are feeling like, hmm, should I really do this? Like you need to sleep on it. It's interesting because mine is so 
Mine's so the opposite. I know we've talked about that too, because mine is an instant knowing. Yours is splenic. Splenic. That's only 11%. And if you don't follow that, it's like this instant intuition knowing. And then what I do now that's also, I think, societally imposed is overthink things that I shouldn't and I should go with my it's gut also like instinct. your OCD right yeah. oh yeah so it's like mm. and also you know just you think about Both. overthinking you know yeah. like that's a natural tendency of the anxious which is a OCD and so that one's super interesting I don't I know like the sacral is basically your gut feeling and that one is like that's most generators most generators or is it all generators? It just says many okay. on this article. Okay. So <laughs> most generators have sacral authority and that is your gut feeling. And I still get gut feelings that I feel like are very visceral and sacral. So I do understand that. Uh, I do feel like I understand that. Mm-hmm. And that, but even though that's not my type, I know the, like, um, the difference between my my authority, which is splenic and like a gut feeling, but a gut feeling is like a, a very visceral. I know that this is right. I'm going to do this, like jump in head first, or I know that this is wrong. I shouldn't do this. Like mm-hmm. stay away from this. this is a bad idea. And so like anytime, I mean, I'm sure it's not always easy to follow also. And a lot of times it's really hard to follow your authority because of it's societally imposed. Like, you know, somebody's asking you to do something and you have this gut feeling that or it's your like, boss is like, do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. As, as a boss, asking you're like, you to I got to sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so honoring these things can be a little tricky because we are in a society and, yeah. you know, and the society, while sometimes it is reflective of human design, for instance, like most worker bees being generators, it's not like I'm a projector living in a generator society. It's right. not always great for me because yeah. people don't respect the fact that I have the lower energy or you might be viewed as lazy or something that you're really not. It's just, that's your energy type. And, yeah. and so but I, it's interesting that you like take that perspective. Cause I've also found in like embracing human design that it's given me a lot of permission and no, agree like self-acceptance in, in embracing human design versus what societally mm-hmm. imposed mm-hmm. I think so I think like our authority it's easy to not go with your authority like when I'm not living within my authority, it's because I'm trying to think more societally Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to not offend somebody or I want to make a decision that benefits everyone, even though my gut instinct was this little knowing. Mm. Whereas like for you, it's like you might have the emotion, your emotions come first. And then after you've let them settle, you make the right decision. Mine is like, I make the right decisions and then my emotions get in the way. But I heard from Jess Fields that even with emotional authority, there's only like 60 or 70 percent guarantee that yeah. you're making the right decision so there's also a huge I mean, pocket of that's space so that's like true i mean that's with any decision but yes but because you have an emotional <laughs> authority your emotions are like hold on a second like i don't think you know like there's yeah. still that wavering even after you've slept on it so i think that's like it was it was good for me to hear that because there's definitely times where I'm like, did I make the right decision? I don't know, but I did like work through my emotions first and then I still have a question. So some of the less common, there's four much less common authorities, which are environmental slash no authority. Wow. And that's a mental projector with a lot of openness and they receive their guidance through sensory information through their open centers. Wow. Then there's self-projected authority which is only 2.8%. And that's a subsection of projectors. And they're supposed to listen and hear their own voice. Yeah. So I know a couple of self, Katie Dalebout is a self-projected projector. My friend Mara is a self-projected projector. And what I found, like Mara and I, obviously we meet and we do this, like talking it out about Mm -hmm. like, we're basically like life accountability partners. And 
when she talks to me, I can feel her understanding what she's like. Yeah. That's how it hits home. Yeah. She almost needs to like bounce it off of me for her to understand it. And I can identify with that because I think that that is also how I process my emotion. Right. right. Is through like talking it out. And I was going to ask you like, okay, but in my chart specifically, like I feel like I still have to get, this could be societally. It doesn't necessarily have- split ha- definition. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm is. like, I feel like I need to run it by somebody that, first. That is part of your What's, chart. What does so split definition a mean? A split definition is, so I have a, a, self, a single definition. Okay. And so my answers come from within almost always. I don't need to talk it out with somebody else. I almost don't even understand that. Like, it like is why do you have to run it by Nathan somebody? Nathan is like a triple split or quadruple split. I can't remember. But he needs like, he constantly needs like outside. And Nathan is has a really weird chart because he it looks like a reflector. The only thing that's defined in his entire chart is his sacral leading up to... So it's he's he's a generator, but it he he's definitely more like a reflector. With a lot of open with centers, all open centers, okay. and almost all open gates. Okay, so he looks a lot more like a reflector. So it's really interesting because I see that with him, mm-hmm. where he um, can absorb the energy of other people so quickly. Like I have to really stay like super positive and high vibe to keep him in mm-hmm. that way. Because mm-hmm. other if I if I'm having a bad day, he is too. It's like uh, immediately going to affect him. Yeah, and. Anyway, so there's uh, different definitions and that's sort of what that means. So yours is a split definition. So like, it's good if you run things by other people. Okay. You you need you need that in that same way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, So totally. yeah, that, that totally makes sense to okay. me. And the next one is the lunar cycle authority, which we already mentioned. That's the reflector right. needing a whole lunar cycle. And then there's an ego authority and that's a projector or a manifester, 1% of the population. And they have to trust what they do or say spontaneously in the moment. Wow. Can you imagine? No. Like we all do and say things spontaneously, but then you have to trust it. That's like the first, the first thing I do is like, why did I do that? Yeah. But they have to be like, that was right. That was right. I have to trust that. So, so I think when you're first dipping your toe into human design, type and authority are the main things that people are going to say you got to, you got to learn about. Yeah. But there's also centers, which is what we've been mentioning. There's profiles and then there's also gates and channels. So the centers is something that Jess Fields, who I love to follow, has gotten really deep into. And she thinks that centers are like the thing because it creates authority and type and it maps your energy. Uh So learn, she was like, told me that learning about the heart center for somebody, if you have an open heart, a defined heart, those differences will help you see the world in such a different way. So if for some reason you don't resonate with your type and authority or those aren't clicking into place, but you're right. still drawn to human well, design, I totally get that. check out centers. Because I had a lot of feelings of being a generator because as y'all know, I love like a hundred day challenge and I love setting myself up these goals. And I have this sort of like, I bounce around from one thing to the next. I mean, I'm like an Enneagram seven. So I'm like, well, how am I not a generator? Because I... I am so quick to move on to different things. And then when Kayleen was doing this course through Jess Fields, she shared with me this one part about having a defined heart center, which I have. Mm -hmm. And it made perfect sense because I I totally resonated with everything that was said there. And that really uh, was something I didn't know that brought a lot of clarity to me. So I think centers are a great thing to know. When I, the first thing I do when I grab somebody's chart I immediately look at their gates because usually people... Only I don't know anything about okay. gates and channels. I don't look at gates. Exactly. I see which ones are channels because the channels are the so ones tell that us connect. What that so when you see the lines that connect from one thing to the next, 
those are each people, each person really only has, sometimes people only have like one or two channels that are defined. Most of the time people have like three or four. And those things to me tell you the most about like your broader perspective of what you're meant to do in the world. And so if it's completely filled in, that's a channel. Channel. Yes. And then if it's only halfway. That is just like you have a gate that's defined, but it tends to be, those are interesting because. So a gate is just. Half. Half of the channel. Okay. So each of the numbers. So each of the numbers is a gate. So like you might have gate 57 connected to gate whatever 10. I don't know what it's going to be. How do you find out what those Um, are? So I, I'll immediately look up like, like when I see somebody's chart, Uh, I'll grab it and I'll look up like gate 57 to gate 10 and it'll pop up like, this is the channel of X. Like are all the numbers the same on everybody's chart? Everybody's chart. The numbers are the same. So when you have the, the gates that are connected, like, um, here's an example. Somebody might have the gate of, or the channel of charisma. And so it means that they're going to be like, have like a natural charisma. This is like your strongest gift in the world. So I guess to me, it's interesting to know, like one of mine is like channel of perfected form, which makes total sense because I have OCD. Another one of mine is like the channel, but that, or maybe it's that channel and that's supposed to help actually with like marketing and like, um, which you, that's like pretty natural for you. It is. It's something that I really enjoy. And it's like, um, I also have the ability to like convince people of things, which I'm like, oh, I totally have that ability. Like, um, yeah. so it's so funny. So I look up those a lot to like find out about people. Like there's the channel of suffering. So if like you have a friend or family who's like, like kind of always beating their head up against the wall for something. It could be because they have that in their chart. And it's like, so that, that's actually not even a bad thing either, even though it sounds kind of negative, but it's like each channel has like a different thing. And it's super I've never interested. Looked up mine. To, I'm like so no. excited to look this yeah, stuff up. I love the channels. That's like my first thing that I so read you about just people. Google like gate 28, to 30. Yeah. So when that comes up, then I'll have the channel. Like, so what channel does that say? Okay. Gate 28 to 38 is the channel of struggle. Okay. That's me. That's you. So you have it too. You, Ben <laughs> you do too? and Kayleen. No. Oh. Um, but I mean, you, you, Melissa and uh, Ben have that. And that's interesting because it, it to me, what I've noticed in those people is they always want something more. Mm. like from life. Like they're always (laughs) looking for this deeper thing, you know, but it can be kind of like you in that way you feel that struggle. And I think it's so, it's just so fascinating. Like, that you have all these things that lead up to. <laughs> I and don't so, want that. No, you, you should read about it because some of them, the names may not sound good, but then you this look at it This is sort of like tarot cards. It makes me think of like, you pull a tarot card and you're like, I don't know if I want that yeah. one. And then you like learn try to like it. digest. Yeah, you learn about it and you digest it and you're like, okay, I, I got get it. it. Yep. So, okay. So, the con- so when they're connected and you said some people don't have very many, I think I have four. Yeah, four is a, a lot. Okay. And then some people have even, I think a few people have even more. Like I, I one of the things I've done, there's like somebody who has all the body graphs of like every celebrity. And I spent like That's one amazing. night just dipping through. I was like, what's David Bowie? What's so-and-so? Like, I just wanted to know all these things and to see what channels they had. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting. So is it is a, is a gate also called a node? Are those interchangeable That terms? I don't know. I've only ever heard it called a gate. Um, and so with the gates, that's like half of a channel might be defined. And it's this, I get confused on it's either defined in red or black and red 
I think means something that you are not aware of in yourself. You can't see it in yourself. Other people see it in you. And black is that you both are aware of. I could be, I, that could be backwards. Please don't quote me on that. Again, I'm not a human design expert by any stretch. But a lot of trust goes into this because you start Googling stuff and it's like, I just got, <laughs> I just pulled up somebody's like Facebook post. So this yeah. is another thing I wanted to talk about with sure. human design. It's like, there is resources. Yeah. And also that just acknowledging that there aren't like a lot of pretty books out there for no, us to access I mean, right now. To be they honest, will, when I first started doing this, there was Jenna Zoe. Yeah. There was Erin Claire Jones on the up and up and up and she did her little blueprint. Yeah. And before she did her blue, blueprint and I had like looked up Jenna Zoe and learned as much as I could via podcast and whatever, I went and bought the like actual human design textbook, which I own. And I read a I read a client's chart like I did it for her, and then I did my own. And through that, I learned so much because like then when I got my blueprint from Erin Claire, she didn't really tell me anything I didn't already know about my chart that I hadn't read. However, because she's so well versed in reading people, because I think it's similar to astrology, where when you're like for instance, I'm able to understand what I what I see about the channel of struggle in you and Ben and Melissa. It helps when you know the person. You know the person. Yeah. And so when you're it's a good way to learn. So it's a great way to learn mm -hmm. what that actually means. And then I can transcribe it in a way that's less scary than these textbooks because the raw Uruhu book is like some of it is framed negatively and so that would that can be a little bit hard to digest mm -hmm. whereas like now there's all these people making it a little bit more palatable so let's get into some of that because I think like the resources know, the resources like because yeah. we're no experts so like no. we could go on all day and like no. and I think that's all I really wanted to cover Except yeah me for too. profiles like that's something that so that's like I'm a 6-2 profile oh, right that's the hermit one yeah it's hermit and something else, right? Yeah. There's two. So, yeah. so where, so do you utilize the pro? Mostly, I just wanted to know if you I utilize mean, the profiles in your I everyday do. life. I do because mine is the martyr heretic, and I always oh, get you do mention that upon, upon what my numbers are. But I do yeah. know that like my role in the world and how people perceive me, it's like I have to go and make stupid mistakes so that I can then tell the world about them. Like I basically need to go run in the fire so Dude, that then I can tell the world. That's your 100-day challenge. That's me. It is me. That's what I mean. So it's yeah. like I totally resonate with mine and I see how it's like, I do feel that way in every aspect of my life. Like I, pe I feel like people view me as an authority only when I've done something myself and like either failed or didn't, but came uh -huh. out on the other side of it and have my story to tell. So I don't know as much about every person's profile. I yeah. have a lot of six twos in my life. Like I would say majority of people. I'm a in my six life. two. It's model hermit. Model hermit. So that one's super interesting too. And they can be reversed, like where you might be a two six or something. And there's something else about these that I heard a while back that was basically like if the bigger number is first, you're meant to focus on yourself first. Mm. And then other people, and some people have it reversed, where if the smaller number is first, they're meant to focus on the other and then themselves. So I could be wrong about that. I mean, again, don't know. We're not ex experts, but let's get into okay. the people who are and who we love and yeah. who are our like tried and trusted resources. Well, I'm definitely going to link this Goop article. Okay. I have in show notes before, but y'all check it out. Um, the interesting thing about it is the expert who they used for this article, I like went to her website and it's like super old, like wow. not the shiniest, no, no shade, yeah. but it's not a fresh, fancy website. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I, I feel like human design was 
fringe and it's still very new that's why but there aren't it's like, on the up and up sure. man yeah, i mean i get it though it's there's like, going to be human design for parenting yeah all these books are going to come out yeah and just wait and if you have a desire to write one do it because it's going to be successful yeah um but yeah so you who's the human design person you love to follow do you have one or? Uh, jess fields is my favorite too oh okay. um, she is i, I felt I, like she was I, my personal obsession she was and then now <laughs> she's blown up because i keep seeing her name pop up in like I my lacy group yeah. everywhere okay, people good. are really into jess fields. And oh. I, I actually think out so of happy. everyone, she's the most digestible. I love the way she like puts things. Uh, she's my favorite. She goes live constantly on Instagram. So this is like one of my hangups with human design is it is so new that people aren't doing things in like a documented way. Yeah. Um, and it, you really have to piecemeal all of this together if you're I, interested. In I it. feel that way too. I mean that when I first started I, I, this, I literally, I started about a little, it was like a year, a year ago. ago. It was a year ago. Cause I remember that's exactly right. We it have was a crazy It could have been a year ago today. It, it really could have. We could look, like, cause I was in your chair. Yeah. So we could look at the calendar that's and figure so it out. It could be, it actually really could be. And so about a year ago, Kayleen came in and, um, I guess it couldn't be cause it was on a Friday, but you, you came in about a year ago and we were, you were at your old location. Yeah. And we were like, she sat in my chair and I was like, I listened to this podcast today about this thing called human design. And she goes, have you ever heard of this Lacey Phillips girl? And I go, <laughs> you know, I think that's whose podcast I like was listening to. I yeah. randomly followed it. So then we like make, the, we connect the dots that that's absolutely who I was listening to. It was Jenna Zoe on her second appearance on Lacey's podcast. So that whole weekend, I literally spent just deep diving. Um, and we had the same not conversation. Lacey like, Phillips, but is this real? Jenna Zoe. What is this? And trying yeah. to understand it. But it was so strange because Kayleen showed me her chart and before it said on there what it was. I was like, oh, you're a projector. Like, yeah. it was so weird. Like, I have this instant, and I, I do have this weird yeah. ability to read the chart. But that's a projector thing. But it is. It is. And and it's really interesting. Making sense When of I systems. did all this deep dive of everybody, I found that most of these people who are readers, I, I'm always asking people, like, when were you born? I know this is a weird question. But they were born in, like, 1987 as Aquarians. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, and I'm 87 Aquarian, too. So is Jenna Zoe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are we human design babies? Like, did we yeah. come up, like, in to teach this. So while he he was like um, channeling it and you guys were like lining up. Yeah. It's so weird. So like, this is for us. I I like truly probably with a lot. I mean, I would have to do a lot more memorization to be able to give, but I really, I do every episode. You're like, like, I'm going to, I'm going to do yoga teacher training. Now I'm going to become no, a human I'm design not, reader. I'm, I, I'm not going to become a human design <laughs> reader, but I probably do have a natural gift towards it. I think you do. Um, and so the, anyway, so we learned about all this and we I spent the weekend like deep diving human design learning. And then I bought a textbook and there was all of that. And there was another girl from Texas and I'll have to find her account because I can't remember. It's like, it's not called sacred bee, but it's like something like that. And she was one of the few people doing writing on human design and she had kind of made it a pretty um, aesthetic, mm-hmm. but no one was doing it. Yeah. And Aaron Claire Jones. So then I bought the blueprint. And, and I, Jenna Zoe, when she was doing these podcasts, she did, her website was like, mm, she yeah. had lots of YouTube stuff. And you could pay. And I've never paid yeah. for any of her content, oh, yeah, to be yeah, honest. I haven't. Um, but you could pay for some of her content Whose where you could ha- understand. have you bought? Aaron, you Aaron Claire Jones is the only one I bought and then I did my own. And then after Aaron Claire's, because I did feel like it was a lot to absorb and it was oh, yeah, like, you, had you know, a, I had a, I had a feelings about it, but even <laughs> though I've like, I've used it a lot actually. Yeah. Um, but I think I didn't, there wasn't anything from that that I didn't, I, if, if I were to pay for content now, it'd be through Just Fields. Yeah. And, but I feel like she also 
delivers so much free she does. great content. And that's part of her. She's and when I was studying for this episode, something that I never do, but you totally should do is go to her profile on your computer uh-huh. and go to her art like all the archives because yeah. it's so much it's not just pretty pictures which is most people's instagram feeds all of the graphics all of the text i mean she has it's such a wealth of information yeah. yeah it's really helpful so she's my favorite my other favorite is actually um it's called the conscious parents guide and oh. I, I i even get confused sometimes like i, I have to look at the name because it reminds me so much of just fields i feel mm-hmm. like they speak in a very similar yeah. way however the conscious parent guide it talks both about like you as a projector parent versus if you have a projector Mm. child or a generator child. And I do think about it in terms, I can see so much because my son Wilder, he's a projector and I see so much of that in him, like Mm -hmm. his need for recognition and, um, and just making him feel, I want him to feel loved in the way that he needs to feel loved. Cause I think that's like, especially understanding that as a projector, but it's hilarious because like manifest generator children are meant to be like your wild child, like can be a difficult child. And I have looked up if my child is born anytime within like a two week span, it is my new child is like, probably going to be the man gen child. And I'm like, oh man, like I've got it in for me. So I'm like waiting for my manifesting generator baby uh, to arrive. (laughs) And I'm like, oh yeah, I can feel it. I'm due for a little switch up. That's funny. Uh, It's so funny. So like learning those kind of things, but I like how they, she just gives also really simple tips. It's very like, it's a similar style of just to just fields in terms of like the, um, content. I just yeah. like it looks similar too. So I really like, those are really probably the only the two, two okay. that I follow. Um, there's some funny ones that do like memes oh, yeah. and stuff like projectors invited. Yeah. It's like f- one that I think is funny and it makes me just kind of like laugh. Yes. Um, but I don't, I don't even follow them. I just know of them. Yeah. Well with Erin Claire Jones, if you buy anything from her, she does these monthly calls yeah. that you can, submit questions and you can join live um, or I mean it's a zoom call so I think that that's a huge value and then Jess Fields does something where if you've bought from her then you can join her close friends group on Instagram and she blasts like even more content on that Um, and I really like her love notes those are just um, you a good newsletter no well it's just one pdf okay um and it's your it's mantras for your body that's graph. what i thought okay I've, i haven't signed it's i literally really just signed up for it like this week oh did you buy it yeah oh, yeah cool yeah. yeah you'll like it i i just bought something from something else i just love to support her yeah and i would really love to manifest some coaching from her i, I know, think that i, I, I saw would, you wrote that and i was like oh yeah. i like me too same yeah so if you're listening <laughs> just feels like please coach us well the way to get started with her is just to like start following and engaging with her. And that's, I think, a good way to find out if it's a good fit. But I just, I love her energy and I would love to spend some time with her. Yeah, I like her a lot. She's probably one of my top grams of the moment. Um, Some of the, there's like a few podcast episodes that I have queued up that I want to listen to. Um, Erin Claire Jones was on Almost 30. And Uh did you listen to that? It's a live one. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I want to listen to that. And then I also want to revisit Katie Dalebout had... Aaron Claire Jones and Jenna Zoe, yeah, on at different times. I've and to I both listen to both of those. Okay, yeah, they good. They are good. The the re- that's how I discovered Aaron Claire Jones was through Katie Dalebout. Oh, okay. And so I or that maybe even how I just dis- actually that's how I discovered Katie Dalebout. 
Oh. I had never listened to her podcast. I but was you looking were in up the human, human design, design and I wanted to find somebody different than Jenna Zoe just to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. And then I really resonated with Erin Claire Jones because I think she's a projector with a splenic authority as well. I could be wrong. Maybe she's emotional. But um, either way, she was somebody who I just like really resonated with on that podcast. Mm-hmm. And I will say like bang for your buck, I feel like the blueprint was a good deal yeah. because it really is. It's like a huge PDF. And it, if you don't want to literally go jumbling through textbooks which I did yeah then and I and the thing that it's you and I easier. talked about during that was that you were saying well she's not telling me where I'm getting this stuff from yeah. because you wanted to know kind of like the skeleton behind it yeah I'm a nerd but like. <laughs> yeah but I was on her last call and she explained to everybody why she doesn't include all that well, I can and understand it well that's not for the reason you think it's to not confuse a person and to help them not get hung up on it. It's sort of like with crystals. Yeah. When people are like, just go with what you're drawn to and don't worry so much about like what the Google it, that machine actually, says. That actually makes perfect sense too because if you if you know too much, like yeah. it can be a little bit, um, and I think everybody who's reading human design is saying this a little bit like damning is the is the word I'm going to use because it's like, it can be a little bit... Um, it's like kind of it can be constricting it can kind of like make and also like well there's some of it that makes you feel like you have a channel of struggle right like if you saw that yeah. and then you read something negative like people it also like sort of depends me, you know. on who you are yeah. and how you interpret information because so, i'm like yeah, and so that's, that's why right. these modern interpreters yeah. are able to kind of spin it in a yes. way that is a lot more like okay here's this but let's be real this actually means this this and this yeah and so and they're all saying like don't let your human design stop you from doing whatever yeah, you want to do yeah. and like, even as a projector like don't that doesn't mean go sit at home and do nothing and i think like even okay she just came out with her full moon projector thing and that really hit home to me because it was like the advice for the projector is to what would it be if you if you did your own thing without work like it was like do your own thing to the best of your ability without worrying about what other people think. And I was like, Oh, I love that. Like, yeah, you're going to benefit from something like that being mm-hmm. told to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I really like the way she's phrasing things. And I love the conscious parent guide and the conscious parent guide is cool. Cause it even has like, she's done a lot of research into how kids eat and they, well, eat there's a big thing with like human design and, and diet. Yeah. And it is so interesting. Like the way she can talk about getting kids to eat and getting kids to do different oh, things, like based on yeah. like, say this. And I'm like, Oh, this makes perfect sense. Cool. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. We haven't, we didn't talk about that. And I don't think either of us have really like gone into the like human design eating thing. And Jess Fields doesn't talk much about it because she doesn't want to like muddy the waters. And well, it's also like food telling somebody of, how to eat is a lot. Yeah, but some people, are, some human design people are really into it. I think you need a special software to look it up. Maybe um, so. I don't think that like you or I can just like go look it up. I think you need somebody I know to help you. Jenna Zoe has a course on it. So yeah. I would say if I were going to do the eating course, I would probably do that, that because it has to do with like how you digest. And yeah. I know some things, but I, what I like about the conscious parent guide is she'll be like, like for instance, manifest generator children, they might they might be your like kids who struggle with eating when you want them to, eating what you want them to. They want the cake, they want the cookies, da da da. And she has ways of phrasing it where she's like, if they don't feel like it, lean into that. Like mm-hmm. really letting them live by their design, which I mm-hmm. think like it is such a beautiful thing to do. Because the thing about the thing about human design, it will come back to is like 
it gives permission. And what I'm learning and what I'm really interested in right now is how much permission it gives other people in my life. Like, and it's made to be themselves, to be themselves. Like, like I can look at Nathan and I can see how his energy is so severely affected by me mm-hmm. or by someone else. Mm-hmm. And so like wanting to protect him in the way of like, okay, I need to like up, I need to like, you know, help him because mm-hmm. I don't want to like drag him in a way where it's like, there's something in my chart as well. And it's in my channels where other, or it's in my gates where other people, this is why those are so interesting because they're so nuanced. So I feel like if you really want to deep dive into yourself, I'm going to take your book home. You can me. really, you can take it home with you. Um, <laughs> you can really learn about your channels and stuff. And one of mine, it was like, there's a couple that I think are so interesting. For instance, one was other people always know if something's off with me and I don't know that they know it. And so I have found that to be completely true where if like my energy, if I'm like, my energy is off, Uh I know other people can read it. It's not, I think I am. (laughs) I'm not. And the other one is sometimes people perceive me not to be a good listener Uh and I'm a very good listener. So, but it's something in the way I present. Yeah. It's other people don't know that I'm actually a really good listener. And that's like a shadow for you. And it is a shadow for me because I'm like, oh, I'm really a good listener, but it comes off to people. And probably the more that you try to let people know that you're a good listener because you're a projector, that's too much energy. And so then they're like, no. Yeah. So those were things that I learned from uh, doing my gates and stuff. And I was like, and the the last one that I think is so funny is I have a tendency to exaggerate stories. Like when I tell stories, (laughs) which we all know to be true, but that other people completely accept this and love this about me, despite the fact that they know that I'm a complete, Nathan calls it, it's a fake word, exaggerant. He's like exaggerant. um, But it's like, yes. That's funny. I always, I'm like, I'm somebody who will exaggerate accidentally and then want to correct it immediately. Oh, I'm like, you just have to know if I say 100%, it's really like 80. If I say like 10,000, this was 10,000 years ago, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm a, like, that's very much me. But it's it was so funny. You. It was like people accept it as, uh, they, they don't mind. Yeah. Which I was like, that is so funny because I feel that that's and so like, true. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> just go ahead and lean into that. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. I think this is a great place to wrap, wrap up. up. Yeah. Friends, let us know where you are on your human design journey. Are you already putting some of this into practice or is it all new for you? Yes, leave us a comment on Instagram where that's pretty woo. And just a reminder that our next issue of Woo Letter will be out next Tuesday with the new moon on March 24th. Be sure to sign up on our website, thatsprettywoo.com or send us a DM with your email address and we'll add you to the list. We'll be back next week with a cozy conversation about the woo of self-care. See you then. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's That's Pretty pretty woo. Woo.